I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is really sad. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Lou bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. With us today, in the gloom, we've got the one, the only, uh, I think we could say he's the tallest F3 Omaha PAX, but uh, he is he is a former site queue at the district, the Murph site. Um, he is a former professional athlete. Uh, I think we have approval from his PR committee to, to say that. And then um, what I think is really cool is this man also was the originator of some Tuesday morning uh, book studies, Bible studies, um, getting some guys together to really dig into different um, different books, different uh, you know Bible studies, and, and some tough topics. So Greek Freak is our special guest uh, on the gloom, and I'm I'm ecstatic to see you, man. You look great, uh, by the way. I don't know if you've been working out or not, but <laughs> uh, you come to the woodshed often. <laughs> Here and there, I try. I try to get a workout in every once in a while, so it works out. Thanks for having me. By the way, I am not. Just so you know, I am. I am definitely not the tallest. At one point, I did have one of my college teammates uh, out for F three on a couple of occasions. His name is Spud. So he was. He was six eleven. So he had me by a couple inches. Gotcha. How, for the record, how tall are you? Six foot nine. Okay. Spud well, six eleven. So I'm not the tallest. Yeah, well, you're you're taller than me, and I always look to you for advice on the weather too, because you see it coming first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you need to know when it's going to rain, I usually let people know. So I'm that guy. Uh, hey, give us give us some background. Uh, maybe who brought you out to F3, and then um, tell us a little bit about the history of your name. I think it might be obvious to some people. Um, and then I kind of want to get your perspective because you, I, I think you started coming during the time when Rockbrook just was taken off. So give us uh, maybe some of the history there from your your angle. Yeah. So first and foremost, how did I get started with F3? You know, Plague, you had invited me out. Uh, for those of you that don't don't know, Plague and I, and actually Tony have been a part of a small group with uh, within their little neighborhood area. We were part of a small group once a week and Plague had started this group. F3 was working out at ridiculous hours of the morning and uh, running so much more than I ever could. Um, he had invited me, you had invited me out. I don't know, how many times do you think you invited me out? Five, four, five, maybe six times? <laughs> I, you were easier than the other guys. It, it was less than a year, I think, so. Okay. Well, anyway. You, you, as soon as you had started doing this group, you had started inviting me out, and I kept saying, no, that's way too early. I don't like working out with other people. I'm intrinsically motivated. I'm not interested in doing something like that. And then one day I was actually at Rockbrook Pool, and my neighbor, who's Brazilian, just kind of nonchalantly walked up to me with those baby blue aisles and sweet smile and kind of looked at me in the eyes. He's like, hey, I think you should do this workout with us <laughs> with F3 on Monday morning. And, I, and, and immediately I was just like zoned in. I don't know if, like what process he has with those eyes, but he kind of locked eyes with me and I was like, I, I, I do need to do that workout. 
so um, I, I had figured that after the second person had invited me to this one strange random uh, workout group early in the mornings that I should, I should probably oblige and try it out. So I had tried out the Monday Murph out at Red Wing when it was just called the Monday Murph. And that was, man, that must have been, that's three years now. So August, coming up on three years, I think now. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I was always drawn into the Murph. I love the Murph. Um, you knew what you were going to get. It was a tough, difficult workout. I've always been a type of person that um, just kind of intrinsically motivated myself to work out hard. And so the idea of working out with other people was something that I, I didn't really actually enjoy. And so probably the guys that worked out with me in my first few workouts were like, man, this guy really doesn't talk much. He just kind of keeps to himself. But um, the more I went, you know, I only did the Monday Murph for probably that was the, really the only workout I did for probably the first six months I had joined up three. And, um, you know, since then I've obviously started to get more and more, uh, ingrained in the community, but it was been, it's been a great experience for me. Um, I really love the group. Um, I think there are a lot of really good things that come out of it. So that was kind of how I got my start. Now Greek freak, my name, uh, first time I was in the circle, you know, to tell you a little bit about yourself well, immediately, you know, I bring up that I played professional basketball in Europe for 10 years and um, somebody just spits out, you know, Greek freak. And so uh, Greek freak is the, there's a professional NBA basketball player, Giannis. Uh, I'm not going to try to butcher his last name, but he's a Greek player in Greece who was actually, I think the reigning NBA, NBA MVP. And so because I said I played in Europe, they thought it'd be fun to call me Greek freak. So it's stuck and it's been good. I love it. No, oh, the name, name. the name's no, the name's fitting for sure, and I like how last time you queued at the woodshed, you're like, well, I'm actually the original Greek freak. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, so, who actually got the credit for EHU? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, there's probably a spreadsheet out there somewhere that shows who actually got the credit for EHU, but Plague definitely had to work harder at it. But Brazilian was the one I think that kind of put me over the top. So. Yeah, Brazilian he's looks. More, deep, he's more persuasive. He looks deep into your soul, and I think I just talk, talk about the running, and I don't know that everybody. <laughs> so then that's my strategy. I knew you, were we were just talking, you were just talking about how many miles you were running and how fast you were running them, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> you know, the naming is cool though, because um, I think it translated to your boys when they came out, right? So you've got, what are your boys' names again? Yeah, so my oldest son, who's eleven, he's the Dutch. Pro Prodigy. He actually spent his first year of life in Holland. So uh, if you know him at all, he's a very curious human being. And so we called him the Dutch prodigy. And then my youngest son, who was born in Poland, is called the Polish Hammer. And then my middle son was the French Connection, because that's where he spent his first year of his life. So the French Connection is the middle son connecting the other two. So um, they've been, they definitely enjoy the 2.0 workouts. And so I'm, I'm hoping to get them out more. I see there are some there are some younger boys or younger men that are starting to post a little bit more. So I, I, I need to up my game with my boys and get them out. Yeah. Tonight show just had his son Q. And I think I, I you know, you gotta, you gotta get, uh, get one of your boys on the queue. That'd be fun. Yeah, actually tonight show and I were just talking the other day about that, how his son had queued. And I was like, man, if your son can queue at seven, surely my boys can get through a workout. I mean, it's yeah. So, yeah, I would like to get him out to some of the normal workouts um, here in the near future. That'd be fun for him. So tell me about, um, so you've been in F3 Omaha for three years, and um, you mentioned, you know, when you first started coming, we didn't have the district 
Murph. And then, you know, gosh, I mean, that just blew up so quickly, just that neighborhood. Now I think I, I've heard you can't even go to Rockford Pool if you're not an F3 guy um, without just being bombarded. Uh, but um, tell me any, any like favorite memories or things that you feel like were significant in your um, sort of journey alongside F3 or um, anything you remember that sticks out to you that was kind of cool or interesting? Yeah, so, you know, the Rockbrook part, we had, we had, we had just moved into Rockbrook, um, you know, sh not too long before I had started doing F3, and, you know, the first year we were in, in the neighborhood, just based on the age of our kids and things like that, we just really hadn't gotten to know, we, 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 we kind of were cordial with our neighbors, but we really hadn't become, like, really good friends with them, and so, F3 was definitely um, a connector for us within our neighborhood where I really got to know a lot of the guys in my neighborhood on a personal level. And because I got to know the guys, uh, you know, we got to know the families, a lot of the families in our neighborhood as well. And it's been kind of neat um, inviting other guys out in our neighborhood out to F3. There's been a lot of different guys within our, since I started F3 even, that between me, Brazilian, and khakis, and, you know, all these guys that live within the Rock Brook community, you know, you, you talk about an emotional headlock. Um, you, you get, you know, you go to the pool and you get six or seven or eight different guys all asking you to join this workout group at one time. You know, there's a good chance you're probably gonna, there's a good chance you're probably gonna try it out at least once or twice. And so, man, I don't even know, With, within probably a four block radius around where I live, I mean, there's got to be 20, maybe 25 guys who have, who have gone to or are consistently going to F3. So it's been, it's been really neat to see kind of that expansion in the Rockbrook area. Um, and obviously, when you go to the pool, you kind of see, you know, that I don't think there's any time I go to the pool that I don't see somebody from F3 that I chit chat with or talk to. So it's been, it's, it's been a really cool experience. You know, I like to get roots in the community that I'm in. And that's, it's just been a great springboard for me to get to know my neighbors on a more personal, deeper level. So it's been great. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, just getting those roots and, and making those connections with the other guys, PAX members is huge. Um, that's, you know, I think they talk about it in the book, but it's, you know, you're in your sad clown syndrome. You don't realize you're mi missing male community. Um, then you, you find this and it just completely changes your life. And then you can even go a step further like you did and start small groups on Tuesday mornings. That was awesome. So can you talk about that a little bit and why you felt like you were, you know, needing that or wanting that and uh, how you kind of got that started? Yeah. So just a little bit on the relationship side, you know, just building male, you know, friendships within your community. I think sometimes when you get to, to guys in and around my age, you know, that 30, 40, 50 years old, I mean, it's, I think it's difficult to make new friendships and build new relationships with other men, just because you're either, you kind of have your high school buddies or your college buddies, or especially being a, an outsider from the West Side community that moved into a neighborhood like we did. Sometimes there's, there's different uh, clicks, I guess, that, 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 that can happen within it. So just to break down those barriers and be able to, you know, dive into some new friendships that I've never had before has been really a great experience for me. Um, you know, it's, it's actually, F3 has brought me more friendships than I ever thought I would have. And so it's been really a great experience from that standpoint. Now, as far as, as far as the book club, it's funny that Plague, Plague really <laughs> gives me a lot of credit for the, for, for the book club. But I think 
Plague and I actually discussed doing like a Bible study slash book club um, as a way just to create a space for men to have some deep, meaningful conversations. Um, you know, a, a lot of it is does end up being faith-based in some way, shape, or form, which I'm very passionate about. But, you know, a, a lot of it is just being better husbands, better fathers, better coworkers, um, better within our communities, you know, helping out the community in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, F3, it harps pretty hard on, you know, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And, you know, each time I get to spend, not just like, hey, how's the weather? How was your weekend type conversation during a workout? Anytime I can get more on like a deeper, more meaningful conversation, which I think we get that a lot with this book club on Tuesday mornings. Um, most of the guys that come out to it usually have to have some level of dedication because not many people want to wake up at, you know, 4.15, 4.20 to make it to a book club at 4.45 pre-workout. So it's been, it's been fun to see the development of that and just all the different conversations we get out of that. Um, it's been really cool to see, you know, getting to know a lot of guys within F3 on kind of a different level than just, you know, what do you do for a workout? What did you do last week? And how's the weather? So um, it's really been an encouragement to me and helped me grow as a man, uh, not only in my faith, but obviously um, as being a, a husband and a father. Um, you know, there's a lot of very high impact men within F3. And I think even specifically within this book club, there's some very, very high <laughs> impact men that, um, you know, I look up to, uh, not physically actually look up to, but I actually, <laughs> I, I look up to them for, you know, um, how they are as husbands and fathers and people within their community and people of faith. And so it's been, it's been really beneficial for me, you know, originally Plague and I, Plague is actually the one who started the book club. He just encouraged me to come along with him. And then I just kind of tagged along and then in like typical Plague fashion, he's like, all right, here's the reins. And then like all of a sudden I'm running it. So, um, which is great because he's a great starter um, from that standpoint. So Plague, I appreciate you kind of pushing me over. Cause if I were to just do it on my own, I probably would have never started it. But because Plague was kind of, you know, hey, we should do this. This would be something good. You know, I'm, I'm glad we did it. And we're starting back up here in a couple of weeks and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, it, yeah, it, if you ever attended one of those, really my my selfish reasoning was I just needed a place to come and vent. So, you know, that, no, I'm kidding. It was, <laughs> you know what I appreciate the most though, um, Greek, is uh, you do have a really good way of leading those studies and asking questions. You know, I think um, I, I remember several times where you would sort of present present the idea or the topic and then ask these really, really great questions to get the conversation going. Um, and specifically, I remember during the kind of the start of the pandemic and there was a lot of, of stuff going on about diversity and, and racial issues. And we could have easily chose easy topics, but we chose some books that were on the subjects of like, you know, things you never mix, politics, religion, and diversity. Uh, and we chose those topics and we had some really healthy, good conversations. Um, so I just, I appreciate um, just the way that you, you led that group. And I think, um, I don't know, it just speaks to, you've done that for me ever since I've known you, just asking good questions. And then I think also providing a layer of accountability um, and, and, you know, offering correction or exhortation when needed. I mean, I think you've always been one to say, wait a minute, is that aligned with what the Bible teaches or with what our, you know, our shared values would say we should be doing? And um, I've always appreciated that about you. So, so thank you there. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I just remember about the book study that just blew my mind was like, we did the study on um, 
Every Man's Battle. And that book, if you've ever read it, uh, is like pretty deep, heavy stuff. Um, and that I think we had the most attendance out of any of the of the studies. And so it really does show you that like after some time in in a group like this, guys really do start to get that desire of like, okay, now, now I want to dig deeper into some of my heart issues and really work through them uh, with some with some other like-minded men. And um, so I just remember that that was just I remember showing up to one of those being like, are there really like 15 guys here at 445, <laughs> like reading every man's battle that talks about lust and uh, you know, so anyway, it was just, um, I don't know, it was really cool. I thought you did a fantastic job. Yeah, it's been, it's been a great experience thus far. And it's, it, it's always good to be transparent with others. And I think sometimes in like the largest, larger workout setting that F3 provides, um, it, it's not always super easy to get vulnerable with others. And so the idea was just to create a space where, you know, you and I don't have to believe the exact same thing. We don't have to have you know, the exact same political viewpoints don't have to have, you know, with all the different things that are going on right now in this country, like we don't have to see eye to eye to those, but just to create a space where we can have a conversation about those and maybe learn more about one another. And through that, find like a common ground with each other. That was one of the books that we went through was Uncommon Ground, <laughs> our common ground. And so, you know, I, I think all that stuff has been super influ influential and just like me well-rounding my thought process and what I think and how I go about you know, because I'm very quick to judge in certain situations. And so I think this group has really allowed me just to have a space where I can talk to others in a real manner and be super transparent and not feel like anyone's judging me in any way, shape or form. So if you haven't tried it, this is my plug. If you haven't tried the, <laughs> the, the book club, we are moving to Thursday mornings, uh, 445 at the church behind Westside High School. So if you ever want to come out, you know, any and all are welcome. We'd love to have you. You're co-leading that with samples, or are samples kind of helping to lead that. Is that well? Sa samples is taken over uh, that side on Thursday morning. So him and I had a discussion recently that it, it it just made sense to kind of move it to Thursdays. I think he would just it's just more convenient, easier for him, and we're both kind of kind of you know him and I are always bouncing back and forth different ideas on books and things like that that we can do, and so we're both going to kind of. Hopefully, you yeah. keep this thing moving forward, but it's been really good thus far. So, And if I hear correctly, it's um, September uh, 2nd, maybe, and it's that new Michael Jackson book, Man in the Mirror. Just kidding. Patrick Morley, uh, Man in the Mirror, which if you don't know, Patrick Morley is like this amazing author, really focused his whole career on um, studying uh, issues that pertain to men. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for that one. That will be really good. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. So looking forward to it. So talk to me a little bit, Greek, on a, on a personal note, you know, you, you've had, you know, your own set of beliefs and values for a long time and have continued to dive into that. But when you look at the framework uh, in F3, the three Fs, fitness, fellowship, and faith, where do you see yourself at today? Are you kind of fitness maintaining, fellowship growing, and, and faith growing? Or what would you, how would you interpret your, where you're at today with those things? So as an avid listener to the podcast, <laughs> I've, li I've listened to everyone else's answers on these and, I, and I've, I, I've heard a lot of different interesting responses to this and I was thinking about it like how did I, how did I respond to this I, I guess my response would be similar someone else had, had mentioned a response similar to this one that you know I, I don't think I'm ever really satisfied at where I'm at in any of those three areas and so I think from a fitness standpoint I can be better today than where I was yesterday um, 
my fellowship is obviously an area where I can, that's probably the area I would say I probably need the most work. Um, just from a fellowship standpoint, I, I probably don't do the, as, as good of a job as reaching out to other PACS members and carving out time to be with them. The, the faith, the faith aspect is, you know, I, I don't, I don't think anyone should ever really be happy where they're at in terms of their faith. I think you can always be growing closer to a higher being of some sort. Now, you know, I have a pretty strong conviction in faith. I'm a Christian that, you know, has a faith in Jesus Christ and, um, that he's our savior that came to and save it, save the world. And so, you know, I, I feel like I'm always trying to get better, but it, it is kind of a roller coaster from a faith standpoint. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I, I'm growing and learning a lot from a knowledge standpoint or reaching out to others in terms of my faith. And other times I feel like I'm just kind of coasting. So it's always good to, to get with other F3 brothers um, that maybe share similar from a faith standpoint where I'm at. And uh, just the encouragement that I get from that, you know, I get that from you guys as well, you know, both you guys, Pony and Blake, you guys have both, you know, kind of encouraged me or uh, at, at different times where I'm at um, in my faith. And so I really appreciate your guys' friendship and just your ability to, you know, sometimes put me in my place or correct me where, you know, maybe I'm complaining about something I don't need to be, which tends to happen from time to time. So I really do appreciate both you guys from that standpoint. Absolutely. And uh, I know you do the same for us. Uh, I think when I announced that Paige was pregnant and I was maybe complaining about how her how her attitude had changed, her mood was changing, and she doesn't like me as much anymore or whatever, and you've shifted the focus more to, well, how is she feeling? How is she doing? Quit, quit talking about yourself right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm thankful for that. I'm, and Paige can actually hear me in the other room, so I'm sure she's thankful too. And yes, Blake, it is a, <laughs> we are having a boy. So we're excited. Uh, well, hey, I just wanted to touch real quick on, on, on what you said um, about not being satisfied, because I like that answer, you know, especially in the faith component and the fitness component in the fellowship. We can always be trying to – there's more out there for everyone. Um, but I also like what you said, how, you know, you have a group of guys, whether that's a shield block or us or whomever it is, that can help you essentially recalibrate or adjust and – lets you kind of see where you're lacking at in those in those areas and I think that's what's so great about F3 when I first started coming you know I've said this all the time I thought I was super fit great whatever but I was really liking that that fellowship and then you starting the the small groups and book club uh, really helped me on my uh, faith aspect and where I was really getting and diving in we had just got plugged into a church um, but this was something else that just helped me kind of explore those other areas so i'm appreciative that you want to take that on yeah what um you know one of the things that we i've been trying to just gain understanding is is the impact guys have have felt from some of the the f3 content so you know um some of the free to lead studies or even q source and and i know um you know you you've been instrumental obviously we, we just talked about the book studies but have you found those those things valuable or relatable or had had a chance to participate in, in some of those things? What is your, what's your thought there? You know, that's probably an area where I've lacked, <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, you know, the, the, the Q source, I had went to uh, a couple of them. I actually got a ton out of them. I thought they were very, very good. Um, just for whatever reason, from a scheduling standpoint, I haven't carved out probably enough time for those, you know, between, you know, the book club and, um, you know, I have a very, 
let's call it addictive personality. And so, you know, for me, F3 was something that I could see myself getting addicted to pretty easily from a fitness standpoint. And I, I love being around other people. And so I think I could easily be the type of person that would go all in and maybe take it too many, like too far, especially from having that balance between, you know, my family uh, and carving out that time and space for them. And so I've, I've, I have a little bit different approach than maybe what some other PACS members have. I usually, I usually go to F3, you know, a couple of times a week, and then I kind of do my own workout some of the other days. Um, I think you got to find your own balance. I think I know my personality and it would be very easy for me to dedicate you know, three hours a day or longer to F3 going to, you know, every copy, every workout, you know, they have, we have workouts on Sunday now. I mean, I could easily be that type of person that would literally do everything that F3 had to offer. But um, is that the most healthy thing for, for me and my family? And, you know, my wife saw that in me. And so um, I, we, we always just kind of made, I, I've always kind of made a commitment that I'll do F3, you know, two or three times a week. And other than that, I kind of do my own workout. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's me. I know that's not what everyone at F3 like wants to hear. They're like, Hey, you don't go to every workout every day, but I need, I need that balance. Maybe other people don't, but I know myself. And so that's, that's what, I, that's kind of what I've decided to do. Yeah. I, I, you know, we've talked to, with several other guys about the, the concentric model and I think it was tonight's show that kind of said, you know what, the thing that's not in there is you, right? So, so you're not in there and F3 is also not in there. And so I think uh, maybe some of your relationships are kind of supported by F3, but I, I think each of us has to kind of evaluate, you know, the relationship with your spouse, your kids and, and other people to figure out what works, you know, how many times a week I'm currently doing four days of F3 per week. And I think um, that's a good, you know, it's, it's a good uh, model for me, at least right now. I'm the same way I could, I would, I would do all the things uh, if I had infinite time, but just right now um, in, in my life, the things, other things that are going on, getting ready to have a second baby. I mean, there's just not, uh, it just doesn't make sense for me right now, but, um, but some guys, they're where they're at in their life and their kids and their, you know, the way their marriage has worked out, they're able to do it every day of the week. And that's great. I think the cool thing is we can support, you know, all different styles of engagement. Um, it, so, it does, on, on, I have a quick question. Pony, have you read Free to Lead yet? Again, we need to yeah, let's up. get the record. Let's get the record straight just so everyone knows and can quit asking. I did read it and I finished it and I'm looking to give my copy to somebody. Um, so, you know, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. I will uh, bring it to the next workout. And you, and you, all you have to do for all you have to do for me, Pony, is challenge me to read it in like a certain time frame, and then I'll I'll do it just because you challenge me. So <laughs> I, I'd be curious. Maybe that's what I should have done. <laughs> you know, Greek. I'd be it'd be interesting. Guys always talk about the sifter, and it'd be interesting to see kind of your thoughts as a collegiate athlete and sort of the, you know, the bonds you form in that sort of setting. Um, Cause a lot of us, the, the friends that sort of fall through the sifter are from some of those relationships that were maybe built during a time when you, you know, were out on your own and just learning how to do that. And um, so as you read it, I'll be curious to your thoughts there. Um, I do want to, so, so kind of in line with your, your comment about, you know, not being able to go every day, but you, I think some people, they get to this point where they're like, well, I can't go every day and that's what everybody else is doing. So since I can't go every day, then I, then I won't go at all. But you've decided to still stay engaged. 
um, really, I would say in all three Fs. And so what's been the, the glue for you? What's been that thing that's you've kind of held on to and kept you coming back? Yeah, so, you know, probably the thing that drew me the most to F3, you know, obviously the fitness aspect for me was was the, the idea that I could do something efficiently and get a good workout in before 6.15 was really did kind of appeal to me just because I can get it done before my family gets up and work starts and all that good stuff. But, you know, as far as, um, what was your question again? <laughs> what's, what's been the glue? What's the thing that keeps you coming back? So the thing, honestly, the thing, the, the, the thing that keeps me coming back, cause you know, I am more of an intrinsic type person when it comes to working out. The, the thing that definitely keeps me coming back is definitely just like the brotherhood and the camaraderie. Um, I like the idea that, you know, if I don't, if I don't show up to a workout that I normally go to, let's say it's the Murph on a Monday morning, you know, I have two or three guys that will randomly ask me like, Hey, didn't see you at the Murph or, you know, Hey, are you coming by for this workout this day? Um, you know, it, there's not a week that goes by that somebody doesn't invite me to something or ask me how I'm doing within the F3 community. And so just, ha just having that brotherhood and camaraderie is really what helps me coming back. And, you, and just the opportunity to build a friendship and relationship with other men where, you know, the rest of the places that I go throughout the day, it just doesn't allot the time to do something like that. Where F3 does, it kind of carves out this space where we can build relationships with other men. That is probably the thing that keeps me coming back the most. Just, just the ability to have some deep conversations with other men that aren't fluff. That, that's something that really does appeal to me. I think that's a, that appeals to a lot of guys. I mean, it certainly did for me. I didn't know I was missing those things. And now I couldn't imagine not having you guys in my life and, and the other patch members that, you know, hold me accountable, just check in on me, um, be genuinely happy for me in my times of, of joy. Um, so those are all great things, man. Um, well, we've got our, uh, a couple more questions for you. One of them being, what is your least favorite exercise and why? My least favorite exercise. Oh, man. Curls, right? It's you know, definitely like hydraulic squats. <laughs> hydraulic squats are the absolute worst. I mean, by far. I, in fact, it's not even close. I didn't, I didn't prefer burpees when I first started out, but now I feel like I've done them so much. I've just kind of grown numb to the workout. But man, we do not do those very often, but I don't know if it's my body type or what's going on, but whenever I do hydraulic squats, it just, it hurts from every angle. And I don't even feel like I really get that great of a workout when I do it. It just hurts. So. Now, I, I do have a clarifying question because I heard a rumor that burpees are really challenging for tall people. Is that, is that true or is that just somebody who doesn't want to do burpees? I think, I think. As a tall human being, we're always looking for excuses to make ourselves look, you know, stronger than what we actually are. And so if I can find that edge by justifying, oh, they're so much harder for me than I'll do it. I don't know, you know, maybe they're more difficult, but I don't know. I, I know one thing, I've definitely gotten better at them since joining F3. I mean, the difference between my ability to do burpees three years ago and my ability to do burpees now is like a huge difference. So. I think it's like anything, you work at it, you can get better at it. So if you hate a workout, practice it and get better. Except hydraulic squats. Do not practice those. Do not ever do them. They're pointless. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never had a good workout with hydraulic squats involved. Um, and that's directed at you, Khakis. So next time you're on the queue. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll just kind of wrap it up here. Any, uh, 
parting advice or any advice for the new guys, the FNGs? You know, a lot of guys have given the same advice. And if, if anyone's listening to this podcast for the first time, a, a lot of guys say, hey, give it, a, give it a second chance, you know, give it a third chance, give it a fourth chance, give it a fifth chance. You know, I think the first time you come F3 can be extremely strange and weird for a lot of guys. Um, even me, my second, third, fourth time, it was like a little bit strange, but because my neighbor EH'd me and so did Clay, who I saw once a week, um, I kind of had to keep coming back, but I would just encourage you to, to, to keep coming back know that it's not just about the fitness, but it's about the brotherhood and you can really become a better husband, father, man, human being on this planet if you continue to come back. So that would be my encouragement. Awesome. Well, hey, this has been a lot of fun. I would just reiterate to guys that um, Greek is a, a wealth of knowledge and a really good uh, man to reach out to if you have questions about uh, faith or um, just want to have somebody come alongside you as you're going through any, any challenges in life. He's been there for me. Um, and uh, there's, I haven't found that there's anything I can tell him that he'll judge me for. So, uh, you know, tell him that I think you could open up to him too and, and he'll uh, just love you for who you are. So um, if you see him out there, you can't miss him. Uh, so if you see him, uh, be sure to uh, just to say hi and, um, and, and ask him, you know, whatever questions you might have and then uh, participate in those book studies. Uh, I, I, I know you will grow. Um, if you do that. Uh, and so I would just, uh, we'll end with a namorama here. Um, but I want to say thank you to Greek Greek. So Brandon Flea Hardy, 35, The Plague. The Plague. I'm John Whitworth. I am 30, Pony Express. Pony. Oh, hey. Hey. Uh, John Turk, 38, Greek Freak. Greek Freak. Greek Freak. Thanks, brother. Thanks, John. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.